again guys at Popcornet. I am James Baker, the host of Popcornet. And on this episode, we're going to be discussing Incredibles 2. The long anticipated wait, 14 years and finally here, man. Uh today I'm joined by April Spildy. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you, James? Doing good, doing good. Uh me and uh April are just meeting for the first time, so we're going to get to uh, get to know April a little bit. Um just a heads up, guys. I know you're uh casual listeners of the pod uh this will be a spiller filled or spoiler sorry (laughs) spoiler filled episode so we're going to go in depth about the likes dislikes so on and so forth it's going to be a fun episode because this was a fun movie um so april um where are you at where are you located at um so i'm actually in uh lompoc california i'm out here i'm stationed with the air force at vandenberg air force base so i'm uh i'm originally from minnesota but I've been here in California now for about a year. Oh, sweet. Sweet. I'm going there in uh, September. Hopefully, I get those days off. Still trying to wait for my uh, higher up to let me know if I got it off. Sweet. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so you're on uh, the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. And uh, thank God for uh, technology because we can have this conversation today. <laughs> Amen. And about a cool topic. Sweet. So uh, let's hop into discussion. Uh so uh, when you first got the news about uh, Incredibles two, um, sure, sure, I think we got the year, the note, the the news like uh, maybe last year or the year before. Were you excited to go see this, or were you like fourteen years is kind of like ah, I'm over it? Uh, no. Um, so when I just to give you a little backstory, I actually um, I didn't see the first Incredibles until two thousand eight. And it was uh, during a deployment. I was in Afghanistan, and I was just like, oh, this looks like a good movie. And my sister actually told me to watch it, too. So I was like, okay, I, I'll do this. I'll watch it. And I, I immediately fell in love with the original story, um, the family focus, the 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 modern yet retro uh, uh, technology, and the fact that it was Pixar. I mean, a lot of people are pretty big fans of Pixar, but um, I was fully anticipating uh, a a sequel. I didn't think it would take this long, but when I heard that that they were finally making it, I was overjoyed and uh, pleasantly surprised. I do have uh, different things uh, to say about it, but I definitely enjoyed the movie as a whole. Sweet. I enjoyed it as well. Um, I'm in the same boat as you. Um, I think I saw it maybe the year after it came out because I didn't get a chance to go see it in uh, in theaters, but uh, I enjoyed it. Um, it was one of the best Pixar movies that I've seen, uh, that I can recall. Like you said, it touched base on a lot of values like family, uh, you know, doing the right thing. Also, uh, paying for mistakes you made in the past, you know, um, during the first movie. So I was hoping to see that plus more with this. And, uh, just like you said, uh, we have a lot to unpack. Um, so the day comes, you go see it. How was your experience with it? So... Starting out, um, I actually went and saw it last night just because I was on a whim. I was like, okay, I, uh, I want to see this movie. I don't want to go during its opening time. I'm very much one of those people that like to just be able to absorb the movie without a lot of distraction. But I was actually really surprised. So I went last night at 6.30 p.m., and the theater I went to was packed. Still? 
I was like, wow, yeah, for real. <laughs> Still, um, I mean, there were people overflowing into the front parts of the theater. That's how many, uh, and there were people ranging in every age, um, young children to uh, midlife to elderly adults were in there, and and all these different conversations. And it was actually kind of cool to see because, again, I didn't expect that. But there were little things that I heard, like there was one girl that was sitting next to me, and she's like. I've got ants in my pants. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. This is awesome, you know. Um, so just the beginning experience and, and feeling the excitement in the room, even after it had been, you know, a couple of weeks since this opened, um, was, was really energetic. And the starting, um, right when it starts off, it picks up right where it left off from the first movie, which is amazing because it's 14 years later and, even the voices of the characters were very similar, like um, uh, Holly Hunter and um, uh, Bob Parr's character. I mean, he it, it was just spot on. I was like, wow, wow, this just picked up right where it left off. And um, I was pretty impressed with that. And yep. then as it went on, it kind of... Um, it kind of went into different, and I know you're probably thinking the same thing, but different themes that were a little bit too adult for, for my liking. And I definitely know that the kids in the, the audience, too, were kind of checked out. But then there would be moments where, you know, like Jack-Jack, whenever they bring in his new powers and the, the scene with the raccoon, like that, I mean, that brought everybody together. There was, I mean, I was laughing out loud on those parts. And um, it would, it would, the movie would come back to that really heartfelt emotional place where a lot of people had that connection with uh, the first Incredibles. So overall that there was a definite positive energy in the room. And I think a lot of people walked away with a, with a positive feeling. Sweet. Um, my experience was um, not as awesome as yours. Um, I actually went a little bit <laughs> later uh, uh, after the movie came out. Not awesome as I didn't enjoy it, but uh, um, not awesome. Like it wasn't a packed house. So, uh, it was real intimate. It was a few people in there, and uh, we all shared the same experience, you know, laughing at the same time, you know, the dry parts were all quiet at the same time, and so on and so forth. Uh, but to heart back on what you said earlier about, uh, like, the uh, trying to please everyone, like the kids and the adults, I feel like that's the most difficult thing to do when you make a movie like this. I feel like making a movie 14 years later, a lot of those kids are now adults, and, you know, and... You don't really know how to cater to them as well. And you don't want to make them feel like they're not part of this movie as well. Even though it picks up where it left off, I know I'm not the same person that I was 14 years ago. So it's kind of like, what's the mindset? What, what's the humor in the person of that age right now? Why also, they may have, have kids now and you want to share that same experience with them. But uh, overall, like you said, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, full, uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, I had a lot of cool action sequences like the uh, the Underminer and, you know, uh, Miss, I mean, uh, Elastigirl. I was about to say Miss yeah. Elastigirl, <laughs> if you're nasty. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, watching her kick ass and so on and so forth. And uh, the thing that I liked the most was uh, the switch of gender roles. I like that a lot, how she was in charge this movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Mr. Incredible had the leading role in the first one. So I did like the the uh, gender role um, switch. And I thought that was really cool. I agree. Um, I I love that, especially because playing off the first movie, you know, you had more of those uh, um, 
normal tropes of male and female gender stereotypes, but this one, I thought it was too... They didn't have to make it so obvious, and if, if you can, if you catch my drift. Like, I loved that Elastigirl was the forerunner, the front runner for this uh, entire movie, but they made it, they made it almost painfully so in the interaction she would have with uh, uh, Lynn, uh, Dever, who was turned out to be the, the a spoiler alert, she's the, the villain for the movie. And, and some of their conversations, um, this is where I was talking about where the, I felt like the kids were kind of uh, lost because they would talk about in their um, their business uh, meetings and uh, just they would, would talk about these things like, um, oh, I can't remember exactly the words they used, but it was more of the managerial um, I can't get this up to my boss kind of thing. And it was just very uh, tied to a very feminist ideal. And I, I liked that. And uh, I thought it was very, very smart, but it didn't seem like it quite, it fit quite well with a Pixar movie. And I, I thought that was a little bit of a, an overreach on um, the director's part. But then again, you know, it, this is a movie that's made 14 years later in a time when we're having like a, almost a fourth wave of feminism. So it did make sense in that context. I just don't know as far as the aging of this movie, if it's going to be seen as kind of a, um, just overreaching, in my opinion. I completely agree. Um, one of the parts after you brought that up was kind of like, you know, uh, Mr. Incredible or uh, Bob Parr, every time like she's calling back home to like talk about her day, he's like, oh, honey, uh, like he's like pissed off that he's at home. He's not out there. So like you said, it was kind of, you know, showing like uh, force feeding us feminists. But like you said, this is kind of like this, the stigma in movies right now. It's like everybody's doing the whole gender role switch. And uh, I mean, this is the world we live in right now. You know, more power to you guys. And uh, this is this is what we're going to see probably the rest of this year. Maybe after 2019, it may kind of coast out a little bit. But I feel like it's like a, a trend because this is a copycat industry. And I feel like everybody's trying to hop on that wave. But uh, well, since there we're There was that he did it, though. Don't get me wrong. Like, I really appreciated the fact that she, uh, uh, she was... Elastigirl was at the front. And then she had these awesome parts with, like, the Elasticycle, you know, and her ability to... Uh, to change her body and and there were just there's just real her hair like the way that they animated her hair was really cool because it wasn't just perfect all the time um there were certain things that um the director brad bird did very well as far as making her shine as a female character but i there were times in the in the movie where it just seemed like he was doing it to appease the current audience and that's where i'm I'm on the the fence as far as how far they went with this uh, feminine ideal or feminist ideal, as as well as the gender the gender switch or the uh, gender role switches. So that was my only thing. It's just I love the story, um, I, the villain being a tech genius, and then having all these uh, um, advances where you know I'm not I still can't quite read what the year is for this movie, but it seems like it's a um, it's supposed to be modern, but it's also like what maybe people in the 1950s would have thought that the future would have been, you know, now in the 2000s. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was it's a little confusing. So having her be the genius and be the, the mastermind behind 
the hypnosis and the um, the whole anti superhero um, movement. I thought that was really smart. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get back to the positives, I guess we could get all the the dislikes out of the way. Um, oh. Another dislike that I didn't like was, I mean, it was kind of predictable who the villain was the whole time, and yes. I had to catch myself. Like I was, I wasn't, I wasn't extremely upset about it, but at the same, I'm like. At the same time, like this is a kids' movie, you know, maybe they didn't see it coming. But being an adult, you kind of already seen this kind of plot twist in movies throughout the years. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was one of the weaker points of the the movie for me. And also, I just felt like the the villains were a lot weaker compared to uh, Syndrome from the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those are my my only cons um, from the movie. But uh, overall, um, like I I really did like this movie a lot. So. Um, I probably won't go back to the theater to see it again. I'll probably wait for it to be on like on streaming service or DVD or something like that. But I really did have a really good time watching this movie. It uh it took me back for sure. Yeah, um too. My next question for you uh would be uh what did you find more difficult or what would you think was more difficult between being Elastigirl and saving the world or being Mr. Incredible, staying home and watching Jack, Jack, Dash, and uh, Violet. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, oh boy. Um, I think it'd be more fun to be Elastigirl. Just yeah, you for know, sure. I'm not. She got I'm the better in that deal for sure. <laughs> so, um, and my sisters, I've got three sisters, and two of them are, you know, I have got a, a houseload of kids, so I know that they. Uh, they 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 struggle with that work life balance, but uh, um, I personally think that the family life dynamic. I personally enjoyed that the most watching this movie, and um, I've read some reviews from other folks, and a lot of people found those parts to be dull. But I I enjoy the dynamic with the um with uh, Bob Parr and Violet and Dash, and I can just um, the way, you know, the new math part really sticks out to me, trying to figure out how to, to work with his kid on <laughs> getting uh, just regular math problems and uh, math skills that he's probably, you know, forgotten over the years, trying to figure out how to do that. Um, making breakfast in the morning, like, um, with the waffles and, and, and uh, the cereal and, like, just the, not to mention just how visually appealing all those scenes were. Um, I love the, the story between Violet and uh, dad trying to figure out how to um bring that relationship back together with the boy she was talking to before his memory was erased like i I enjoyed all those little intricacies and um seeing him try to struggle through it was really i i enjoyed that um elastigirl's storyline was like you said i kind of saw the the villain before it appeared, you know, I kind of guessed the ending um, sooner than I would have hoped just because of the way the, this, the characters interacted with each other and the, the slyness of it just kind of, um, I, 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 I definitely agree as far as the, the, you could kind of tell the way the story was going. Um, So that didn't really pique my interest as much as the, the family dynamic. Plus you got Jack, Jack, exploring all these amazing talents that he has and and it's just like a little surprise and a little laugh ever here you know every uh little bit and then you have the the raccoon scene which i i've heard 
like audible gasps and laughs from the audience when I was in the theater like that. Uh, I just thought that was really entertaining. Yeah, Jack Jack, um, the scene with the raccoon and uh, him with uh, what's her name? The uh, the fashion designer, uh, Edna Maud. Oh, Edna. That is my favorite. Yes, those are the two most funniest parts of the movie for me, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, who is your most fun, uh, incredible member to uh, to watch? Boy, I. Or or in the movie overall. Even if it's a side character. Well, I really, I love Elastigirl. I love the that female empowerment. I know I just talked about how it kind of was overplayed, but I did enjoy watching her kick butt and um, her enjoying it as well. You know, calling her husband and being like, well, tell me about your day. And then as soon as she gets her chance, she just explodes into enthusiasm about all the cool things she got to do, like saving the, the train. You know, I was like, okay, this is awesome. Um, I think my favorite character out of the whole series is, is Edna. <laughs> <laughs> and thinking back from the original Incredibles, like when she's, you know, taking, um, Helen through and showing her, you know, the house and, and talking about the suits and uh, just even the security she has where she has to put her hand up in her eyes and then. Uh, she says plus one and there's a gun that comes down and, and shoots back up like I love that scene and then having that um, captured again with Jack-Jack uh, and he, he's the one that has to get through security I, just, that, I never thought that that was ever going to be a, a, a likely relationship like between the baby and this super high fashion designer mm-hmm. I, I was, no way they're just going to leave this baby here but okay let's do it and then it, it turns out to be so cool i loved it yeah that was my, one of my favorite parts of the movie too um my favorite character out of the incredibles would have to be jack jack just okay. watching yep. him explore his powers and i mean he's definitely going to be the most powerful incredible once he gets older like for sure like he has oh, so yeah. many different aspects of uh this and that that you can already see it coming and i really enjoyed watching his growth and him discovering his powers and all that and then uh, my favorite side character would have to be Frozone. Like, we didn't get to see much of him in the first one, oh, but he's a badass. Like, for sure, um, mm-hmm. came in and saved the day with the kids. But I was kind of upset that he got taken over so easily with the, when they put the, the little visor over his face. I was like, ah, yeah. oh, I wanted to see more. But he was definitely one of the highlights of the movie as well. Samuel Jackson did a really good job with that character. Um. Uh, the graphics i mean just the difference between the his uh powers from the first movie to the second i don't know if you re- like captured the the realist realistic look of his his ice throwing and it, it looked like little glaciers coming mm-hmm. out of his hands i was like they stepped up his uh his powers it's really it, it was phenomenal right and uh especially towards the end when he was trying to uh stop the cruise ship from crashing into the building yeah. and like once they like fluffed in the snow, that was amazing. I'm like, wow! It, like it really looked like like legit snow. Like it was incredible. <laughs> pun, no pun yep. intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we could close it out with a uh, a little conspiracy, um, or a little uh prediction of, um, I'm pretty sure they will make a part three. Um, I don't know if it'll be 14 years later, but which direction do you see them going to? Do you think that a, a take up, take up, 
or take place right after this? Or are you thinking it'd be like 14 years later, literally, and we have the kids as an adults and watching um, them? I hope it's the latter. I hope it is. That would be so much fun, right? Yeah, it would. To see Jack-Jack grown up and then him coming to his own. And the whole, like, all of the powers that were um, displayed, I'm sure, you know, they didn't, I mean, they're just kept on, they kept on introducing new powers. So it's like, I don't know if this guy is, uh, just can do anything, you know? So, I mean, the fourth dimension alone, that he can go into the fourth dimension, <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, but, uh, that was yeah, crazy. It would be uh, phenomenal to have them grow up um, and, and take over the family business. And and see, you know, I I definitely see Violet being more of the ringleader, but um, Jack Jack may, you know, you you never know, he might become an evil force. That's true. And that might be the dynamic there. You know, I think that there's a lot of different ways they could explore a third um, installment, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, we don't have to wait as long for the next one to come, but. <laughs> As this one was, it was definitely worth the wait. So uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I'm glad we have this conversation about um, this on the podcast. Well, thank you, James. It was a pleasure. Thank you once again, April Spilty, for uh, joining the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this was another episode of Popcornet. Thanks for tuning in and listening to this spoiler review of uh, Incredibles 2. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, you guys have an awesome rest of the week. See you.